forget about those steaks on the grill until they're nothing but charred lumps of meat, your backup plan can be as simple as ordering a pizza. But what if the stream of income you are counting on in retirement goes dry? Do you have a backup plan for that? And it's probably a little bit more complicated than just a phone call. Thanks for joining us today. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. We're so glad you're here with us today. I'm Jen Rezac, happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. And Zach, today we're going to talk about having a plan and having a backup plan. So let's start with some of the basics about that plan. When it comes to most retirements, what sources of income do your clients typically rely on? Well, there's all kinds of types here. And I think that you really hit on some good topics coming out of the gates here. So I'm excited to chat about it because you're right. Most people you know, don't plan to fail. And as that quote says, I think they just fail to plan, right? Yeah. And it, it's something that we do throughout our lives. You know, We've been joking around here a little bit as we've gotten started, Jen, about you know, me trying to come up with some names for our twins that we're expecting here mm-hmm. soon. And so we need to get a plan for that, right? We, we've, yeah. we've got to get a game plan put together on like, okay, what are we going to do here? Like, can we narrow it down to a few? And when it comes to retirement income, there's a, a, a gamut here that we could speak of. It could be social security. And that is obviously a really good place to start because for many retirees, it can be the cornerstone of what they've put together for retirement. I don't necessarily think that that is right. Social security should not be the only source of income by any stretch of the imagination. And Jen, we've talked about that in past shows. Do not let that be your only cash flow in retirement. Maybe it's another pension, right? Social security is just like a pension. You want to play those cards the best way you can. Maybe it's another pension cash flow that you have from a place of work. Maybe it's savings. Maybe it's a rental property or two that you might have. You know, in our neck of the woods here, right in central Illinois, maybe it's farm ground that you maybe inherited or, or maybe you, you farmed for some period of time. It can be a multitude of these different things or different sources. But I will say that we have to start to pull them together to understand them better and to really start to wrap our arms around what's the best way for us to get the most out of that income. And that's where we're heading today with today's show. And you know, Zach, pensions are becoming a thing of the past, and the federal government recently made it a little bit easier for companies to buy out employee pensions in a lump sum payment. What do retirees need to know if they're offered a lump sum buyout and all of a sudden it seems like their main plan for income is going to be changing? Well, you're right. In March of 2019, the federal government did step in and really allowed, you know, those participating in in pensions, the more kind of the traditional sense of what we would think about with this cash flow each and every month to get a buyout. And You'll see that in a lot of different ways. We actually see it here in Illinois in the TRS fund, for example. It's not a total buyout of the pension, but they're trying to buy out even cost of living adjustments for that pension. So you really have to start to weigh things. And I don't know that there's ever a crystal ball that we can shake to understand what is the best way to go about that. In that particular example that I just threw out with that TRS plan, I don't think for most people that it is right for them to take the buyouts of even those cost of living adjustments. 
you know, we have a 3% boost to that type of pension every single year here in Illinois. And it doesn't make sense from a dollar and cents standpoint to do that if we have any longevity, you know, in our future. Now, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We could tragically pass away the next day. And that is the argument of, you know, the idea to take that lump sum. But what I will say is, is that all of a sudden that takes the monkey and puts it right back, you know, in your court, right? It puts it on your back to make the right decisions with that money. Sometimes it can be a great plan. Sometimes you can get just as much guaranteed income out of an annuity is what you could come in from the pension. And many times that annuity is something that you can build where if something happens to you, there's a, a death benefits to it, at least maybe a return of the premium or dollars that you put into it. And if that be the case, it's a no brainer to take that lump sum. But nine out of 10 times, you might not get as big of a monthly payment. So there's a lot of things to weigh there, Jen. And I think that's something that's really important for those listening today to understand if you have that option, it's tempting, right? It's tempting to say, oh my goodness, they're going to offer me, you know, maybe it's 100,000, maybe it's 200,000, maybe it's 500,000, but you have to keep in mind that we are living longer. And because of that, pensions have gotten more and more stressed because those payments have to keep coming and coming and coming. And that's something that you really need to make sure that you're planning for, or that you're at least looking at if you're thinking about a lump sum option. Does it sometimes make sense to take that lump sum rather than the pension payments, though? It does. So there's a, there's a thought that pops into my mind. So if you don't mind, Jen, I'm going to share just a really quick story. Sure. Here. I had a gentleman come in, worked for a local union, and um, he said, you know, I'm thinking about retiring. You know, I, I've, I've seen you on television. I've heard you on the radio and um, and I'd love to sit down and visit. And hey, we, we love that. And the same offer goes for anyone listening here today. We would love to sit down and visit. But he came on into the office. We stepped him through our financial roadmap process. And I said, you know, just out of curiosity, what option are you going to take on your pension? Because he had brought in the little sheet. And this was about a year ago. So it was, you know, about a year ago this past summer. And he said, well, I don't think I want to take option A, which would be the highest monthly payment. And I said, probably right, because, you know, if something happened to you, you'd want to take care of Sue. And, she, and he said, yeah, most definitely. And that's why I'm thinking about taking either the 50% to survivor or the 75% to survivor option. And I said, okay, you know, have you looked into the lump sum idea? Because it looked like a pretty big number. And like I say, nine out of 10 times, it doesn't work. He said, yeah, I've thought about that, but then I've, I've got to worry about, you know, what happens to the markets. And I just, you know, I, I think I'd almost just sleep better getting a guaranteed monthly paycheck. And I thought, yeah, that's fair enough. So we took him through our financial roadmap process. And I said, just out of curiosity, guys, why don't you run some numbers and see what that lump sum would give him for a payout if he decided to take it monthly? I don't know that it's going to be any larger than what he might have for a survivor benefit, but go ahead and run it jointly on him and also his wife, Sue. And when they came back from kind of our partners in business to really look at seeing what are the best options out there, they narrowed it down to a few companies. And ironically, two of those three companies gave us a higher payout than what the union was going to give. And by the way, Jen, it was in a scenario that if he passed away, that it was 100% to his survivor. He was only going to get 50 or 75 
if he would have taken a survivor benefit through his union. And if he were to tragically pass away with him and his wife, let's say in a, a bad, say, vehicle accident, for example, if the money was in the pension, all of that money would be retained by the pension. And in this annuity structure, it was what we consider to be return of premium. So any dollars not taken out, all of which would have been left to his beneficiaries. So not only did he get a little bit bigger payment, it was 100% to his wife in the case that he passed away first. And if they both passed away at the same time, as I like to say, the house never won. Oh, wow. And so as you start to think about that, now that's that's kind of the trifecta, <laughs> you know, uh, you don't see that very often. And I want folks to, to understand that as they listen to us today, that I'm not saying you should go take the lump sum option, but you should at least explore it. And I think that that's something extremely important. And as we start to think about retirement income, that is one thing you got to check off the list, especially if you have a pension, you've got to really make sure that you understand it. And I think that, you know, checklists are kind of these good reminders of, you know, we need to look into that or, oh, you know what, I need to remind myself to, to take care of that. And we've put together a checklist on retirement income. And it really is a good way to make sure that you're kind of uncovering all these rocks as you start to think about, you know, how do I take my pension, for example? Or what do I need to think about when it comes to Social Security? My team here at Wall Street Financial Group can help with that. And that checklist can really kind of shine the light on some ideas there that you should be thinking about as you start to step through retirement income considerations. All you have to do is text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. And think of this as the retirement income checklist or, or kind of GPS, right, of your retirement years. My team has worked really hard to help hundreds of families plan for their retirement. And stepping through this checklist might be a great way to kind of spur some thinking when it comes to your own retirement income plan so text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. Again, text checklist to 815-918-4185. So what's your plan for making your income last in retirement? If life forces you to go to your backup plan, will you still be okay? Those are the questions we'll have to talk about after the break. Stay with us. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your Everyday Can Be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am Jen Zach. happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. And today we're talking about having a plan and having a backup plan. 
sometimes in life you're forced to start from scratch, right? You accidentally burn your granddaughter's birthday cake. You have to start all over again to make a new one. There's really not much you can do to recover from that. But if you get a flat tire on your car, you don't buy a brand new car. You just change the tire. With your retirement plan, it's kind of the same as the car analogy. There's no need to reinvent the wheel, but you do need some guidance from someone who can help you keep your plan on track. So, Zach, how often should we review our plan to determine just what's going on and if we need to make major adjustments or just some minor tweaks? Well, I think that your words of saying making sure that we're on track is something that leads right into what we call our financial roadmap. And we call it that for a reason. It might sound a little quirky to those listening today, but we call it the roadmap because we want to make sure that we're heading down the path that we set out on. We want to make sure that we didn't take a wrong turn somewhere and get off off the path, right? If, if you're like me, um, you, you think you don't need a map sometimes, mm-hmm. right? I uh, just was riding in the truck with uh, the gentleman that runs my cattle farm. So I have a have a cattle farm in Danforth and we were riding throughout Indiana just the other day and there was a detour, right? So the GPS is, you know, telling us to go straight. We can't. And he says, you know, um, what do you think here, Zach? And I said, well, uh, I think we should go, you know, this way. And he's like, ah, I don't know. I, I went that way the last time I came this direction. I said, ah, trust me, go my way. So here I'm fighting the GPS and I'm fighting the gentleman that's already made this trip once before, Jen, right? Uh So yeah, not (laughs) smart. Um, But anyway, he decides with me, I I convince him. And wouldn't you know it, we get off the beaten path, right? Pretty bad, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was almost like dirt roads, gravel at best. And uh, he's going, now, are you you sure this is uh, the, the best way to go? And I I thought, oh boy, you know, this was a wrong turn, right? We got to get back to civilization here. And I think that though that kind of be a a joking example of it, many times that's what we do in the part of a review. Today, when I get done here in studio, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be reviewing with my clientele and we like to get back in front of them just to let them know kind of, hey, here's how things are going. Is there anything that's maybe throwing you a curveball? And We've heard a lot of different things over the years, right? Maybe something pops up in their health and there's some medical costs. Maybe, you know, something happens with their children or grandchildren and they need to step in and, and, uh, and maybe help them financially. Maybe they made a decision that uh, they wanted to finally check a, a bucket list item off, right? One of our clients coming in today is wanting to buy a motorhome, a very nice one at that. So it's one of those things that all of a sudden we kind of had this game plan, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, you know what, this popped up or this changed, or you know what, we really have been thinking about this for some time and we really do want to get that motor home. So I think that it's important for folks to understand that sometimes it's just a quick check-in, everything's good. Yep. Everything is in great shape. And other times we need to maybe rebuild the portfolio a little bit to really help with those things that the client needs into sometimes they've made that decision already, no different than me in that pickup truck. We need to start to follow the GPS. We need to get back onto the main road. And that's what our roadmap process is all about. What are some of the obstacles we should expect to face in retirement, Zach? Well, this list could go on and on, but I think that as you start to think through that, obviously there's a lot of things that can pop up. I just talked about healthcare, for example. And then even as you start to think about taxation, right? It's not about how much 
we actually get to, you know, uh, I, I should say it's not about how much we have. It's maybe a good way to rephrase it. It's about how much we actually get to take home with us. And I think that that is extremely important. As you start to think about inflation, even as you start to think about the fact that a dollar today probably isn't worth a dollar several years from now, I think that that is extremely important. So a lot of things can be kind of popping up over the years. And as you start to take a look at maybe even where your retirement saving sits, that can start to explain some of the maybe extra taxation, for example, sake. And a lot of these things that can start to throw curveballs, you know, at what you have for retirement savings. And I think tax strategies, though I'm kind of sticking with this one for a minute, is one of the most important that we have to deal with today. If I were to ask the listeners out there this morning, you know, what do they think is going to happen in the future? Will taxes go up in the future or will they go down in the future? I think that most would say they're at least going to stay status quo or if not go up some. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, as you start to think about life, there's only a few things that are guaranteed, right? The old saying is death and taxes. <laughs> yep. And as you start to think about that, it's about how much money we actually get to put in our pocket. And I'm so passionate about that, that we've put together a complimentary report for those listening today to really make sense of taxes and how it could impact your retirement. There's a lot of things that can be thrown at our retirement. This is one of them that we need to start to think about. Taxes are on sale today, in my opinion. Get this report and dive into the fact of how can you make that work for you? All you have to do is text the word tax to 815-918-4185. You can get it today. It's completely complimentary. It's your money and you deserve to really keep as much of that hard-earned savings as you can. So text the word tax to 815-918-4185. One more time, text tax to 815-918-4185 to get this complimentary tax report. Zach, how do we make our money last if we're worried about living a long time in retirement and, and also we're worried about protecting our income from things like higher taxes and, and healthcare costs. Well, you know, one thing that I didn't just talk about was longevity. And so I'm glad that you brought that up. I talked a little bit about taxes and obviously just mentioned inflation as well. But as you start to think about the fact that we are living longer and longer, you know, we started today's show and in this first segment talking about pensions and how they're really kind of starting to fade, right? There's only like four to 5% of the public sector that actually have pensions today and if we were to go back 20 or 30 years, that number would be more like adding a zero, right? It'd be more like 40 to 50% oh, wow. of those in public sector. So I think as you start to think about that and where we went with that is saying, you know what, we're living longer. And these companies, they don't want that responsibility. They were banking on a lifespan of X and now we're living to Y and they don't want to have that added risk. So when you start to think about longevity, Let's face it, let's cut to the chase. The longer that we live, the more healthcare concerns we might have along the way, right? So as you start to think about that, I even think about it today. When I was a teenager, Jen, I, I think I was invincible, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. today I have to like pause when I get out of the bed, you know, let alone <laughs> if I, you know, you know, double how old I would be. I think I really, I might not even be getting out of bed, period, right? So I, I think as we start to think about healthcare, as you mentioned, and jokes aside, we know that we need some more healthcare related, um, you know, help uh, or attention as we grow older. As we start to think about inflation, as you just touched on, you know, a dollar today isn't worth a dollar probably 20, 30 years from now, let alone even two years from now. 
So it's one of those things that you have to start to plug that into your plan and make sure that you're taking those things into account as you go forward and make sure you plan accordingly. Zach, let's talk a little bit about how we can account for inflation, especially when we're not working. That seems to be the reason why it's less of an impact during our working years is because we often make more money to offset that. What do we do about that when we're not working in retirement? That's a great point. And I hadn't really thought of it a lot that way until you brought that up here, you know, kind of in some of the show notes for today. But I think as you think about inflation, you know, hopefully we're getting a raise here or there, and hopefully uh, that's getting offset, you know, over time. We know we've seen a lot of legislation here as of late that, you know, increasing the minimum wage and trying to keep up with the times. So it maybe goes, like you say, without saying, if we're working, hopefully some of that inflation is getting, you know, taken care of, if we want to call it that, by what we're getting for a paycheck. Maybe it's getting offset. As you start to think about retirement, uh, that paycheck is sometimes fixed, right? And as you even start to think about, say, Social Security, for example, historical inflation is north of 3%. If you go back over the last really century or so, it's going to be north of three. And as you start to think about cost of living adjustments to, say, pensions, they're not that high. As you start to think about cost of living adjustments or that CPI index for things like Social Security, they definitely aren't that high. Over the last 10 years or so, that number is only at about a one and a third percent. And so as you start to think about, can I keep up with a 3% you know, boost to my, say, spending, what is offsetting that? And of course, we hope that our, say, money is performing well in our portfolios and the market's been on a good bull run. So maybe that's helping offset inflation. As you start to think about um, maybe our pension cash flows or Social Security, they are doing maybe a little something if they maybe mimic a CPI index or something of that nature. But it's something we have to take a very serious look at. And I always make the joke of saying, you know, think about that first car that you ever drove. What would it have cost brand new off the showroom floor? And for many folks, they think back to, you know, maybe a car that was in the, the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. You know, if I ask my parents that, they say it's, you know, maybe it was something in the 60s or 70s. And, you know, even if, you know, I start to think about my generation, you know, I drove a car that was a, a 1988. So when you think about that, well, you could have probably bought that car brand new for significantly less than what we're talking today. And I don't know that you can buy any car, you know, brand new for what you could have bought some of those back in the, like, say, 40s, 50s, maybe 70s, 80s even. So as you start to think about inflation, I always try to keep that in the back of my mind. It's kind of a fun way to think about where we've gone as far as spending. But also is something that's eye-opening as you start to think about how much money is it going to take for me to be happy on into my retirement years. Zach, how do you help your clients navigate volatility in the market? That's another big concern for a lot of people. You're right. And as you start to think about inflation, there's no doubt that markets can help offset that, right? Because hopefully the markets are growing. And at that point in time, maybe they're growing your portfolio more than what it's costing you in inflation, for example, like we just talked about. But understanding market corrections is a big, big deal when you start to think about retirement income. I won't go into the weeds on it here, but there's something that we call sequence of return risk. And that's basically saying, if the market turns at the wrong time, boy, that can be a really big blow to your retirement picture. This has happened with my family. 
I've seen it happen with really both of my grandparents retiring right around the turn of the century. And we had the big tech burst of the early 2000s. And then 2007, 2008 came through there. The point being is you have to understand how much risk you're taking. And that's probably a great way to start to conclude this segment because we've put together an awesome report. It's free. It's completely complimentary to you. And it helps you understand market corrections. We are at the you know, longest bull run that we've seen in United States history. And the markets have done very well. But I do think that if you think about it for a moment and say, will we have a bit of a correction? I believe we will. The question is, is when? And I think for those either near retirement or in retirement, they've got to make sure that they're preparing for that. And to get that complimentary copy of that report, it's very simple. All you have to do is text the word market to 815-918-4185. That's market to 815-918-4185 and really make sense of what a market correcting itself can do to your retirement because you need to understand that having some money in the market's okay, but you have to make sure that you understand how much market risk you're taking. So text the word market to 815-918-4185. Do you realize you might be paying up to $285,000 just on out-of-pocket medical expenses in retirement? Where will that money come from without a plan? That's coming up next. will be your ally in your retirement years. You've heard Zach Gray share important information about making plans for your retirement. Zach and his team at Wall Street Financial Group know that in retirement, it's about more than just the money. It's about your total financial health. There are many financial advisors to choose from, but how many of them take a holistic approach to retirement planning? Zach Gray and the Wall Street Financial Group team have helped hundreds of people plan for retirement. They want to be your ally for the rest of your life. No more guessing with Wall Street Financial Group. You'll have a plan and an advisor throughout your retirement years. Call Wall Street Financial Group today at 815-918-4185 and make an appointment to start planning for your retirement. That number again, 815-918-4185. Call right now. You deserve to have that ally in retirement that you need. Call now at 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap, Zach Gray. He is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. WallStreetFinancialGroup.org is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Fidelity estimates the average 65-year-old couple retiring today will pay about $285,000 in medical care and retirement. These numbers can seem awfully overwhelming, but it's important to understand the true cost of medical care and retirement so you can plan for it. But Zach, how do we start planning for that big of an expense in retirement? Well, that's a, that's a great question, and sometimes that's an unknown. As you start to think about retirement, the number one cost you're going to have is health care, by far and away, the number one place that you're going to spend your hard-earned money. And so as people think about that, we don't want to, I think, fully digest that. We don't want to think of it. We want to think of these golden years of retirement where we're traveling and seeing the grandkids and just doing those bucket list items. And we have to be thinking about healthcare 
because it can be a devastating blow to someone's retirement picture. And anyone that's ever picked up a copy of my book or heard a little bit of my story, we actually just did a television segment on a champagne television station, WCIA here, just the other day on some ways to pay for healthcare in retirement. And long-term care is near and dear to me. And it's near and dear to me because it's really impacted my family. It's, it's one of the major reasons I'm involved in this business and want to help people uh, in retirement today. And my grandfather, which is by far and away one of my number one role models growing up, uh, Gramps is, is, his, is his name uh, or the, the, what we call him, <laughs> I should say. So Gramps' scenario is one that, you know, he worked hard. He was a farmer. Uh, you know, lived a very frugal life, you know, very financially responsible man and did a very nice job of saving, finally decides he wants to retire. And my step-grandmother, we call her Grandma Marilyn, she had Parkinson's disease really as long as I can remember back. And it's a pretty serious case. Um, She is definitely needing skilled care. And really about the time that my grandfather retired, Shortly thereafter, it became so severe that she needed to be in a skilled care facility. And luckily, right in his hometown, really right across from his farmhouse, there's a great facility and she was able to go there. So he's able to you know, be there every day and spend a lot of time. But the point of the story is, is that's an expensive stay as well. And for well over a decade, my grandfather has been paying out of pocket for those long-term care expenses And that is something that is probably the extreme, right? It's not something that you're going to hear very often that someone had to pay for a decade plus worth of nursing home type care, but it does happen. And it does happen to just the the good guy, the normal guy, the small town guy, you know, the, the guy that, you know, already had a lot of things thrown his way in life. My grandmother passed away when my mom was really young and he already had a lot of things stacked against him. And, and by golly, he has one more and that is making sure that he can pay that bill. And I, I really commend him for the way that he goes about that. He doesn't try to hide anything. He doesn't try to sidestep anything. He's paying it dollar for dollar every single year, but it's costing him really at that six figure mark every single year. And as you start to think about that cost, you know, he's well north of a million dollars to that skilled care facility. And they're great there. But what I will say is, is that as you could probably guess, Jen, that's been a devastating blow to him. And I will say that it can be a devastating blow to a lot of people if you don't start to think about health care in those retirement years. But Zach, let's talk about how we we approach planning for this. What about Medicare? We we know that will be available for for most of us in retirement. What will that cover in terms of our healthcare costs? Well, Medicare is great and it really does help people in a big way. You know, my family and I are on a, a, a just a a family healthcare coverage. We don't have a group health insurance and we're paying well north of $1300 a month. Plus, we have a really big deductible. And so when we think about healthcare, if something goes wrong or if we have, a, let's say, a pregnancy like my wife is now, right? It's in the very expensive. So we will max out our family deductible. We're probably putting close to $30,000 towards healthcare expenses by the time we pay the bill and by the time we pay the deductible. And what we find for many folks is, is that the same thing happens. 
right? It's maybe things have changed in a big way at, at the workplace. Maybe the workplace covers just the employee, but it won't cover the spouse or the rest of the family. And these costs are pretty high. So sometimes Medicare can be this relief when we get to the age of 65 and we can jump onto that healthcare plan. However, Medicare does stop in certain positions. So there is out-of-pocket expenses. Many times we need a supplement to step in where Medicare leaves off. And then finally, we have to think about long-term care because Medicare does not cover those long-term care costs. And so when you think about that, I'm not saying Medicare is not great. It is. I love the fact that you know you can maybe take a step back and not spend quite as much money on those healthcare costs, but you have to be thinking a lot about, okay, what is going to be coming my way? Because Medicare definitely does not cover all of those things. And even sometimes we're worried about bridging ourselves until Medicare. And so as you start to think about maybe if I retire at 62, what am I going to do from 62 to 65? Maybe you have COBRA insurance, but it's typically an expensive option. You have to be thinking about maybe you're going to need a little bit more income in those years. And I like to think of that as kind of this income bridge and really starting to figure out what do I need to do to get what I need and to, to spend the way I need to spend. Some of things are for things like healthcare coverage. And there's a great report that we've put together that can really shine the light on some of those. It's completely complimentary. And really figuring out that income, and maybe that's to pay for things like healthcare costs, is key to someone's retirement success. All you have to do is text the word income to 815-918-4185 to get your copy of that complimentary report. We want to make sure that you build and solidify this bridge, whether we're paying for healthcare or whether we're paying for other items, even bucket list items that are the fun items of retirement. So get this complimentary copy of this report by texting INCOME to 815-918-4185. That's texting the word INCOME to 815-918-4185. Talking today with Zach Gray of Wall Street Financial Group. I am Jen Rezac alongside in the studio. And Zach, let's get a little bit further into this healthcare cost situation because this isn't the same as the cost for a nursing home. And I wonder if you could also share a little bit more about how we can address that and what do we need to think about if we're concerned about the idea of long-term care? Well, I think that it's a good point to think about long-term care as we've already discussed, mm -hmm, but you are right. right. And by asking this question, it really prompts, well, what else? Because if you're like most people out there, you want to pass away peacefully in your sleep and you do not want to do it in a nursing home, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what I will say about that is, is that 70% of those 65 years and older are going to need some sort of long-term care, some sort of skilled care in their lifetime. So the odds are overwhelming that you're going to need to start to plan for long-term care. But for the person that says, no, nope, that's not going to be me, I will not need that, healthcare as a whole, whether we're paying for Medicare supplement coverages, which are well into the thousands per year, whether we're talking about Medicare deductible expenses or kind of falling into that donut hole is something that we hear sometimes from time to time as we start to plan with folks about healthcare costs. That's something that pops up. And there's actually something called the Healthcare Cost Data Report that comes out every single year. It's put out by the Congressional Budget Office. So it's just giving factual information on what's been changing. And many times people say, you know, 
we got a little change to our social security. We got a little, maybe half a percent boost or this past year, it was really great. We got right at about a 2% boost. But as you look at the bottom line, I, I don't think that I'm really getting anything more out of it. I don't understand why. And that is because those Medicare costs alone are costing us significantly more. So those costs, those part B premiums that they pull out of your social security check, those are going up at double digit type of numbers. Inflation might be somewhere in that two to 3% range. Those are going up 10 to 12%. And you don't have to take my word for it, Jen. You can read it right in the black and white. And that comes directly from the federal government as far as feedback is concerned. So I think when you start to think about how it really affects the bottom line going forward, it's extremely important to start to wrap your arms around the fact that you know these healthcare costs are going to be ones that can really rock the boat here when I start to think about retirement income, and it can really make a massive impact going forward. Zach, can you just talk a little bit about how married couples need to think about these things? Is it is it different in terms of the way they need to approach planning for income and long-term care versus a single person heading into retirement? Well, with married couples, there's no doubt that there's an increased exposure to these healthcare costs. You know, as you even start to think about that statistic I just threw out that more than 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need long-term care, for example, there's no doubt that having two people in the household, and I know that, you know, we can't take 70% of two people and put them to a, to a nursing home or a skilled care type facility, but I will say is, is that it goes without saying that statistically, that's a big, big number. And obviously, it increases over time. We led with the fact that you know an average 65-year-old couple is going to pay almost 300000 just in healthcare expenses alone. So as you start to think about that increased exposure, it can be a very big deal. I won't go into the weeds here, but really, there's not much that can be kept by that spouse. They can keep a house. They can keep a car. They can keep about $120,000 in the bank. There's a lot of rules and regulations around the fact that you need to spend down your assets if you have some healthcare costs, except for kind of the bare bones. Like I say, just one car, just one house, only about 120 grand in assets. There's even a monthly maintenance needs allowance with it. That's a mouthful, but it really is just kind of getting back to saying you can only keep so much of your income on a monthly basis. And even thinking about little things like social security. Many people don't fully understand that, hey, when, when my spouse passes away, his or her social security is likely to pass away with them. You're only going to keep one of the two social securities for a married couple. So deciding when and how to take those benefits and really thinking about this from a married couple perspective is one that's very important. And social security, I think, is just a great one to pick on. We put together a complimentary report that covers the, the who and the how and really the what and when of social security decisions And I'd love to send it to you today. All you have to do is text the word security to 815-918-4185. You've spent decades paying in. Make sure that you're getting the most of it for you, but also for your spouse as you go forward. Text the word security to 815-918-4185. That's text the word security to 815-918-4185. Even when you're planning something as simple as a family picnic, you have a backup plan for where you'll go in case it rains, right? So why wouldn't you come up with a backup plan for your income in retirement? That's our topic today. We'll be right back. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. 
But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your everyday can be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I'm Jen Rezac. Happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. Even when you're planning something as simple as a family picnic, you have a backup plan for where you'll go in case it rains. You think these things through. You do different backup plans for vacations, all sorts of things. So why wouldn't you come up with a backup plan for your income in retirement? Zach, let's talk about coming up with our different streams of income in retirement. How much can we count on Social Security when it comes to reliable income in retirement? Well, there's a lot of people that have a difference of opinion on this, but my opinion is, is that social security is always going to be here for us. Now, how much, how much it'll change over time, that's up for a lot of debates. Many people think, well, I'm going to take social security as early as possible because I question whether it's really going to be here for me in the long run. What I would say is, is even though they say by 2034 that there's going to be a cut to how much Social Security you would be getting from the government, and they go on to to say that very clearly in the second page of your Social Security report, I do think that it's going to be here, at least in some capacity. And to be quite frank, I don't think that it'll change. I think that they might change the full retirement age, for example. You know, when many folks listening you start out in in the workforce and you think at the age of 65, I'll have a full retirement benefit from Social Security. Many of those listening, you're probably nodding to that. And as you start to think about that, that changed. Now, full retirement age has gone from, say, 65 into 66 in so many months, even maybe 67. And for me today, it's the age of 67 is my full retirement age. I think that that will change over time. Do I think it's reliable? Yes. Do I think that it's going to change a lot for everyone listening? I do think it's going to change. It might not change as much for those in retirement already, but there's no doubt that there's some, you know, kind of regulation or close scrutiny to the cost of living adjustments that are associated with Social Security. And there's no doubt that we've already seen some changes and I think we'll continue to see some of those changes. So We ended the last segment talking a little bit about Social Security and how important it is to get that right. It's a great stream of income for those in retirement or getting close to retirement for you to be thinking about, but let's just be realistic here as we go forward. Zach, how can you help couples plan around loss of income if something happens to one of them? I mean, we, we know more than likely one spouse will outlive the other, so how do we prepare for that situation? Well, I think that that's a sad truth that 
we don't want to think about, and of course we don't, right? We don't want to, to lose a loved one and we don't ever want to think about that in, in, in this kind of just morbid and just kind of dim way. But what we have to start to recognize is the reality that you're right. Statistically speaking, one of the two spouses in a relationship is going to outlive the other. And if you're single, all the pressure is on you. So if you're listening today and you think, ah, I'm not a, I'm not a married person, and now all of this is on your shoulders. And my grandmother has a unique story with this. You know, she, she had some money invested right around the turn of the century and the stock market, you know, it kind of fluctuated and it, it definitely did affect her savings. She had some different variable type products that she had. And, you know, it definitely made a change to her investment portfolio. But what really threw her a big curveball is she had remarried um, near retirement after, you know, my father and, and all of his siblings were grown to a gentleman, fun guy, his name was Harold. We called him Howie. And so Howie retired from a union that had a pension. So he had a pension and they had both social securities coming to the household. So they make this decision that, hey, we can retire. We're all good. And what they didn't maybe plan for is what happens if one of them passes away before the other, especially mm-hmm. if that is significantly earlier than the other. And that is what happened. Uh, Harold ended up, you know, taking a, a real big turn as far as healthcare was concerned. He needed some skilled care, which was also costly. And then at that point in time, passed away shortly thereafter. And then all of a sudden, you know, that pension, uh, you know, that that decreases in a massive way. One of the social securities to the household disappears in its entirety. So we like to put that together in what we call our financial roadmap. We put that together in something, a software piece we love to use. It's called Retirement Analyzer. And it just is very honest in saying, hey, this is what it looks like in the case that both of you continue to live a long, healthy, happy life. But this is what happens if something happens to the one of you. And it starts to really uncover what those could look like. We could, of course, take care of some of those concerns. Things like life insurance can be something that can work very well there. Um, Without question, making the right decisions with someone's pension or even Social Security can be very important. But please don't close your eyes to that. Don't say, okay, you know, amongst my pension and her pension and, you know, her social security and this social security, make sure that you understand that those numbers are likely to change in a massive way if one of them passes away. And also do know that tax code is a big deal there too. A single person has a lot lower tax threshold than a married person as you start to think about how much money they can even make before they start to break tax brackets. And that goes back to how much money we actually get to keep. So there's a lot to throw into that, Jen. I appreciate you asking that question because I think you have to start to think about all those things if you're a married person out there listening this morning. Zach, when's it important to get a second opinion on what we've done for our retirement plan? Well, I think that that it's always great to have a second set of eyes. It's even one reason that all of our clients get our entire team. We take a team approach to that because it's something that goes without saying. Maybe it pops uh, you know, out at someone else, maybe a concern that I didn't think of. You know, I, I really pride myself on how much training I have in this business, how many years I've been involved in this business. But we all know that we can always learn a little something. We all know that maybe someone sees something that we just didn't catch. Maybe it's even something fairly glaring that we just just didn't recognize for whatever reason. And that's why I love to get Duke involved or John or Jordan involved and really start to have all of my entire team, Hilda and and, and even the gals when we sit down as an entire team, 
to really start to discuss these cases. And I think that it's a great way for us to all be throwing in our two cents and make sure that we're giving our clients or prospect, if it's someone that's coming in, really kind of the best service that we can possibly give them. And I think that there's a lot of questions those out there listening should be asking their advisor. Or if you're thinking about an advisor, uh, you know, maybe you're thinking about a change, I should say, or you're thinking about a big life change and you're thinking, you know, I'll no longer have that in my 401k at work. There's a lot of things that you should be asking that particular person. And we've put together a great report that are based around nine or so questions that you should be asking that financial advisor. There's kind of a key nine that we call it that you should be really thinking about. And it includes making sure you understand how they get paid and when did they start in the business and is there any other costs out there, maybe outside of your fees? And, you know, what do some of these designations mean? And do you have any of those designations? You can get some of those tips to see if your advisor today is a good fit for you to make sure that if you're looking at maybe another advisor that you start to understand, should I be asking about this or that? And I'd love to send that complimentary guide to you today. All you have to do is text the word questions to 815-918-4185. You were just talking about how you can help us figure out the questions to ask a financial professional who might be able to help us. Tell me a little bit more about some of the qualities we should be looking for when trying to find the right fit, especially for the stage of life of retirement. It's a little bit different than what you need financially in your 20s or 30s or 40s or or even your 50s. No doubt. I, I tend to think of that question in many ways, but I'll kind of throw out a few tips for those listening. The first thing I would say is, is make sure that you're working with a distribution specialist. And that's a bit of a mouthful. But what I find is, is that for years, we plug some money into the 401k. Well, we try to chase a number of returns. And that's all these accumulation years of your working years are trying to accumulate as much as you can you know, kind of put the dollars away into the nest egg. And what we sometimes miss is that taking that same strategy in retirement is not the right approach, in my opinion. You have to then start to look to say, okay, hopefully you're maybe, if climbed this mountain, right, you've stacked these dollars away and that account's gotten larger and larger and larger. And hopefully you retire when, you know, that account's at its peak. Now, getting back down the mountain, safely is the important thing. And so we've already touched on some things today about making sure you have a written income plan, make sure that you're understanding market corrections and what that market risk can really do to someone's portfolio. We really pride ourselves on working with pre-retirees, so those getting close to retirement or into retirement, so working with that retiree type of community. And I think that it's important for folks to understand that that's our niche. And that is who we spend our time with. It's not to say that we might not help out someone's child or even grandchild if they're just starting to save. Of course, we think that's extremely important. But what I will say is, is that our focus is with that retiree group. So understanding what type of person you're working with is extremely important there. And then to take it a step further, two other thoughts. Make sure that they're a holistic advisor that they can offer products that are not just insurance products. From time to time, we stumble into a scenario. We actually just brought on a, a gentleman into, into the, the firm here and, and are able to help him and his wife in a massive way. And Peter came to us and he said, you know, I don't mind annuities, but 
the ideas that have been given to me are pretty much put all of my money into annuities. And Zach, what do you think about that? And I said, well, we have to take a look at, you know, kind of all the pieces of the puzzle here, but my gut tells me that's not the right move. And he said, you know what? My gut tells me the same thing. And as we started to look at it and we did a little bit of kind of research, it was true. This particular person was starting to recommend all of their money go to an annuity product. And like I say, we we use annuities from time to time. We don't think that annuities are bad necessarily. We think some are better than others. But the point is, is that that particular person was insurance only licensed. So you want to make sure that you have someone that can manage some portfolios and that also can work in the insurance realm. And then also to even take it a step further, that particular person is a fiduciary. And that's a title that gets thrown around some in the industry, but we do not take it lightly. That means that we have taken an oath to always be working in our client's best interest. And I guess what I would say in closing about that, if you'd like to sit down and visit to understand a little bit more about what makes advisors different, or to maybe step through this financial roadmap process we've been talking about in today's show, just text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. We will show you really what sets our process apart from the others in this retirement planning space. And we would love to just sit down and visit and get to know you. And it's as simple as sending a text message. All you have to do is text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. Once again, text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Just remember, it's as simple as texting the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. You can also call and leave a short message if that's the way you want to do it, 815-918-4185. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Zach. I'm Jen Rizak. We hope you have a great week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Wall Street Financial Group, Inc. and AE Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Wall Street Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Wall Street Financial Group.